For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's a holiday edition of the Doghouse as fireworks are popping with Mississippi State football recruiting. Let's talk about it here on the Believe Podcast Network. Welcome back into the Doghouse for this, as I said, holiday weekend edition and quite a long weekend it will be. Uh, effectively starting today and lasting through 4th of July on Tuesday evening. Y'all be careful out there is all I can say. Uh, Don't imbibe or indulge any more than is wise. And if you're going to use fireworks, well, let the adults in the room take care of it. Yeah, even the adults who've been imbibing and indulging. Hey, what can I say? Still have all my fingers and I used to make explosives as a kid down on the farm and all that stuff. So who am I to talk about fireworks? But we're going to talk about fireworks, bulldog football recruiting as we get on into this edition of the Doghouse brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. And uh, by the way, a little personal note, it's also a holiday weekend for myself because today is the birthday and no, not going to tell you how old. Uh, You can probably figure it out yourself knowing my uh, MSU classroom career as uh, ill-fated as much as that was. Let's just say I've been around for a while and still enjoy what I'm doing and hopefully keep doing it for quite a few more years as well. So all that will depend on feedback, of course, and the Gene's page, Dog's Bite, as well as you here on the Dog House. But had to throw that in as well. All right, Bulldog Football Recruiting. As we talked about a week or so ago during the quiet period that Zach Garnett and staff were making noise, well, it became the dead period officially on the 26th. But ain't nothing dead about recruiting now because Mississippi State is now up to 15 commitments. Yes, repeat commitments, and we'll go ahead and get it out of the way. They don't sign until December. Still commitments, still room for guys to change their mind, respect their decision. Uh, still chances for other guys to sign on, be picked off by other schools, so on and so forth. You guys know the drill. It's just going to happen, especially when you're recruiting at the level Mississippi State now is, when you're picking off uh, very desirable players, both quality and quantity in this class so far. You're going to have some losses because schools come calling, but you know what? I have full faith that Arnett and staff will do some uh, rating of their own and certainly picking up players as well as it goes on. So uh, it's the hot times for football recruiting, even as now the staff, I believe most of them have been allowed to, to start taking their break this during this week and on into next weekend because once they're back for July, even though, again, it is technically a dead period with no contacts directly, you know they'll be burning up the phones both directions talking to further players, and not just the current commits, but the ones I want to pick off, other guys I want to have come once the recruiting period goes live again, so on and so forth. As I say, you know the drill. Speaking of the drill, it's, uh, let's see, most of the major sports are done with, all college sports are done with, but there's still action out there, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. 
BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's all caps, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50%, that's right, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, as you know, in college football, the game starts and generally tends to end with recruiting. Well, it's not just the thermometer that's been heating up around Bulldog country because now with the, let's see, what state ranked as of today? It was 18th yesterday, and now they're 19th. You know, a week ago we were cheering that at least for a few days state would have a top 20 class. Well, they've raised it, fallen back a bit. That's the comings and goings when you're operating down in that area where just the shift of one commitment here or there a rescoring of other guys can move you up and down pretty quickly, but within, within a fairly narrow range, I think State's solidly going to come in certainly top 25, top 30, which is normal for the program, but they have a chance to finish even better just based on what they've already got done, just to quickly hit uh, some of the figures that I've worked out. And again, all these statistics come from courtesy of the 24-7 recruiting staff, both regional and national. Of the 15 commitments now, six of them are top 500 in the nation. That's all positions. So the six of your guys are national top forward of 500, and six more of them fall into the top 900. So 12 of your 15 commitments so far are among the 900 best players overall in the nation. That's pretty darn good. But what impresses me more is, I think by my count, seven of these guys are top 100 in their own position. I'm sorry, it was six, yeah, a half dozen six. Now, whatever grading system or metric you may want to use, that heads up pretty good when, whether it's the quarterbacks, the linemen, the receivers, you're picking off top 100 prospects nationally, some of them solidly top 50 nationally. I think that counts more to it because, yeah, when we get to February and all the final gradings come out there, of course, December signing day and then February final signing, and everybody wants to know where you finished, top 20, top 30, so on and so forth. Yeah, that matters. It keeps the message board moving, obviously, and keeps traffic going on our website. As far as actual benefit to the football program, I think it comes in better because you want to judge who is ranked highly at their specific positions or at least projected positions because there's a couple of guys in this class listed as athletes that will probably end up on the defensive side of the ball, but could have a shot at an offensive wide receiver, so on and so forth. So to me, that actually will probably matter a little more as far as building the program. Either way, it's something to brag about now. Like I said, fireworks. And you know me, I'm not the biggest Cruton guy out there. Um, and by Cruton, that's what I mean, the the obsessive coverage of rankings and ratings of commitments, decommitments, liens, all sorts of things. If liens, is that kind of gone out of fashion now? Is that one of those words that's kind of vanished off of the sideline? Hard to tell. I can't keep up with my recruiting language anymore. But what I recognize is important is recruiting because that's how you build it. Now, again, nothing is settled until the signed papers are safely in the football office's keeping. And we in Bulldog Country know that better than most. But there is no reason not to enjoy where Mississippi State stands right now. Celebrate it. Uh, enjoy every fresh commitment and every recalculation of the ranking, even when it bumps you down a spot or so. 
And besides, what are we going to talk about at this MSU moment? Well, yeah, there's the building tension over on the baseball portal, which suddenly is two weeks from closing. We'll get to that in a little bit more. Uh, of course, there's the news in basketball this past week about ticketing and seating and the much welcome news that Mississippi State in the renovation of Humphrey Coliseum will be adding a couple of rows of student seating directly courtside. They'll be on the east side. Of course, as you remember, a couple of years ago, all the players and uh, scorers table, everything moved to the west side after many, many, many years over east. And so now they're making room for student sections there. And Mississippi State's, you know, they're giving away some prime property, you might call it, to as far as boosters and donors and giving them to the students who don't pay a penny, well, at least not to show up at basketball games. They certainly pay to attend school and get that privilege to sit there. But that's a point of what Mississippi State, Zach Selman, and the ticket office, they've been looking into it for quite a while, and the renovation of Humphrey Coliseum is allowing them to do it at last and get it done right the first time here. So there's some news in the basketball front. We'll be talking more about baseball news. But the biggest talk is going to be football because with the end of the College World Series, yeah, not exactly the way I want it to turn out, but uh, what can I say? The most talented roster lost, and the team that was playing hotter won. And has that not been the tendency in recent years? You can't say Mississippi State was the best team in Omaha in 2021. But they played that way and won it all. Certainly last year you have the example of the, a school getting ultra hot all the course of the tournament and LSU doing the same this year. So just a reminder that uh, in baseball, well, sometimes your seating certainly does not match your finish in what to me is still my favorite college sporting event. Oh, do I miss Omaha? And oh, do I hope Chris Lamonis and staff get busy in the portal and survive the major league draft and get the team back in position to host regionals, play in super regionals, and get that shot back at Omaha because I've been gone for a couple of years. It's time for Bulldogs to get back to Omaha. Okay, switching back to football. And the summer business is indeed heated. So how has State risen up that thermometer to the top 20 rankings it is? And larger question, you know, how is this class top 20 quality already? Now, the simplest answer would be it's 15 players. And as you know, in the 24-7 scoring system, quantity counts. But that's not quite the factor. Once I did a little digging, let me throw some numbers at you. Yeah, 15 sounds like a fair number already. That's, uh, you know, out of a signing class of 25, you're just about there. However... As of right now, 24-7 is showing that Georgia, 21 commitments. Florida and LSU, 17 each. Ole Miss, 16. Mississippi State right behind that at 15. Tennessee, 14. Arkansas, 13. South Carolina, 13. So Mississippi State is pretty solidly in mid-pack as far as the number of total players committed. So we can't say this top 20 ranking is due just to having a lot of guys committed and it adding up in a total composite score. Oh, no. I said quantity. I also said quality. Look at the number of four stars that State already has on there. And then everybody else is a three star, but they're good three stars. Oh boy, am I falling into the trap of Cruton talk as well. But that's like I said, you've got a half dozen among your top 500 nationals and uh, 12 total in the top 900. Quality and quantity both. And seven, seven commits in top 70 in their position ratings. And even dozen out in the top 100. 
So it's all adding up really nicely for Zach Arnett and staff because of quality and quantity already. And it means that Mississippi State should hold its position well. Uh, by the way, at the other end of the SEC scale right now, Missouri has a grand total of three commitments per 24-7. And Vanderbilt is at, yep, zilch, none. Uh, some might call that redundant, but uh, I'll reprint it here anyway. So, Oh, by the way, and for future references, I did a looking at our future conference cousins. And this may surprise a little bit. Oklahoma and Texas have only 10 and 8 commitments, respectively. Now, they're good, obviously, or you would think so. However, they're only ranked 38th and 47th nationally. Now, no doubt, both numbers are going to improve between today and signing days. Texas and Oklahoma will get more commitments. They'll get the good players, and they'll climb up in the rating scores. My point being, one starts to wonder how their fan base is going to handle joining in this obsessive recruiting action here in the SEC with stars and rankings, and if they really want to play the same sort of image game out there. Yeah, I think they'll get caught up in it too, but anyway, getting past the image. and How is this class taking shape as far as reinforcing Arnett's rosters, which again gets back to what really matters. Is he getting the personnel to stock up at positions of need for this come gear as far as depth and then more importantly build for the future team because again state is about to take a huge graduation hit after this season arnett walked into a great situation particularly the offensive side of the ball where it's practically an all-senior lineup or certainly all seniors and juniors and some of those juniors may even have a chance to turn pro as well so you could have a complete rebuild in 2024 on the offensive side of the ball, similarly on the defensive line, linebacker positions as well. It's going to be great for this year, a great way to jump in your first full season as a head coach, but it means you better be busy recruiting to avoid a huge drop-off after the next year. Well, if the recruiting is any indication of how the rebuild's going, it's in the right direction. And it's, it's also worth reminding, too, that um, I focus on the beef. Big bodies, offensive line, defensive line. And right now, there are four offensive linemen committed, all of them high school tackles for whatever that's worth. Uh, Looking at the frame sizes, I've said before, sometimes you can't really go exactly by what uh, high school coaches or even camp people list a height and weight at, but generally it's going to be in the neighborhood, and the bigger they list them, the better chance it is they're going to be legitimate size, length, to go and bring them in here and start bulking them up for college football. Well, State's got four tackles already committed. And it's also worth reminding, too, that State lost several blockers off the 2022 roster. And three out to be exact. All of them found new homes. And here's a commentary about how valuable linemen are in the portal area because they found homes quicker than did several of the quarterbacks. Now, the thing is, though, all three of them left, and I'm – okay, no matter how I phrase this, it's going to come across as a kind of cheap shots. I don't mean it that way. But they have ended the schools, South Alabama, Toledo, and Southern Miss. I'm not going to call this addition by subtraction, but if you're going to – and also, too, it's not saying that I wanted to lose those guys because if you're going to overload a roster, it's best to do it on both sides of the line of scrimmage. But if you're losing guys, it looks like Mississippi State is replacing 
the people who walked out, the freshmen, the sophomores, the red shirts who've gone to other schools for playing time because they didn't see it here, certainly not this year and possibly not even next year. State has already gone a long way to more than offsetting those losses and quite probably with better potential talent as well. So if um, those departing dogs end up in a G5 program and the current commitments prove to be of SEC quality, well, that's an exchange Mississippi State will more than be happy to accept. And I'm increasing confident that true that's going to hold true at wide receiver. We've talked about before, there was some concern that when Mississippi State got away from the air raid, at least the pure air raid, and brought in Kevin Barbet with more balanced attack, that uh, perhaps there'd be some outflow at the receiver position. And indeed, there has been a couple for playing time reasons, one for a health reason. Uh, bless you, Rufus Harvey. I hope you get healthy and find some place to complete your college career. But to be fair, the room was in pretty good shape for spring anyway, despite the losses, and especially as Kevin Barbet is shifting away from the four wides to just using three slotter split ends along with a tight end, or two tight ends. So attrition was going to be natural. That said, you've got three commitments already showing that this program status as a destination for quality pass catchers is continued. It's improving even. And Honestly, that's going to be one of Mike Leach's lasting legacies at Mississippi State. He not only upgraded the receiver room immediately, he kind of set a tone there for future receiver recruiting. And who knows, maybe soon some of these guys on this current roster are going to finally break that long, 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 long drought going back to 1996 of no Bulldog wide receiver drafted. Somebody in this group is going to be the first since Eric Moles. It's been a long time coming, but this is a good time for it to come with Kevin Barbe's new offensive system. Now, the commitments have come slower on the defensive side of the ball, but at least there's a pair of upfront figures on the list right now. You got a true tackle and you got an edge rusher with some size and looks like he can put on some pounds as well. Uh, look for more attention here as it goes on, and maybe not even the high school ranks, because right now, everybody, all 15, are high school kids. There's no transfers. Not any junior college guys are not yet. And, and I do say yet because the second summer semester starts a week from yesterday. So there's still time if there's an eligible guy out there who wants to make the jump, say, um, pass up his sophomore season in JUCO and go ahead and jump to Mississippi State and play, get in the mix immediately, and get, certainly get a head start on playing time for next season as well. You've got until, I believe, July 6th to come in and enroll in summer's second semester summer school and be ready for fall football. Still, you expect to get more JUCO guys as you go on into the fall and the winter. Uh, Mississippi State will be looking for those, especially as they judge how the high school commitments develop or not. What happens with some of the commitments? Are they picked off by other schools or do Mississippi State decide that we'd rather go with the youth movement? Uh, that will be a very much influx thing to follow for Arnett and staff, their recruiting philosophies on the junior college ranks. But as of yet, you don't have any. And, of course, you don't have any portal transfers because it doesn't open up again until December 3rd. Uh, mad rush is one way to say what's going to happen then. Uh, the, the day after all the championship games and bowls are announced and everybody can go into the portal then, and that gives you, what, 17 days before signing day on December 20th. For right now, though, it's an all-prep class, which makes this top 20 ranking, to me, all the more impressive so far. Yes, I do stress the so far because we're still very far from signing days, and ever so much can and likely will happen. Uh, 
But uh, call us really kind of crazy optimistic at this point for thinking that, well, yeah, there's going to be defections. There are going to be more making calls for Mississippi State in that time to either take those perceived places or more likely to keep building up on the rookie roster for 2024 season. Uh, 2024 spring, in fact, as well, because more and more you're getting guys who can come as mid-year transfers, whether they're portal, juco, or high school at this rate. Oh, a couple of notes about the portal. The Division I Council of NCAA, yeah, they still exist, and they still determine some things about college football. They put in a proposition to cut the windows down in the portal. And remember, right now, you the portal opens, as I said, the day after the championship game, and the bowl slots are all announced, which this year would be uh, they're all settled on December 2nd, so the portal opens up on the 3rd. And previously, it would run into late January, something like 45 days. Well, now they're going to try to cut it to 30 total days instead of the 60, because you also had that period in spring to a 15-day period in winter and a 15-day period in spring. You also remember that this past year, the spring period was supposed to be April 15th to the 30th, and they changed it from uh, to May 1 through 15. So they're working on it, and there's numbers behind that because it shows that of the, I think, 3,700 athletes who entered the portal this past year, that almost all of them were done in the first two weeks after a period opened, there were not nearly that many who waited until third, fourth week or well into the process. A lot of that had to do with the timing of spring football, obviously, but as far as winter, you had guys announcing for the portal even before it opened. So the NCAA, which this probably would be a good move all around, is going to try to cut that window down to, as I said, 15 days in winter and the same in spring, 30 total days instead of the current 60 total days. Now, It's not settled. It will have to be reapproved by the council and then have an October vote. And then when it would go into effect, I don't know that it would start next spring. They would probably give it a year to settle in. Oh, and speaking of other sports, uh, at this point, no changes are planned for either the basketball or baseball windows. They're going to stay at 45 days after the NCAA tournament selections in both of those sports. A little minutiae there for you if you're keeping, keeping track of the portal periods. Because you have to. It's become as big a deal as the actual recruiting is. When does the portal open? When does it close? And can guys who are in it after it closes still sign? Yes, they can, but not in the SEC if you've signed after February 1. Uh, that's another topic I expect to come up at SEC Media Days. If they do make these changes, will the SEC flex on cross-conference transfer periods as well? interesting topics there and just so much taking shape and just so much to keep up and that's why we're here we try to do it for you all right speaking of the transfer portal the biggest news of the week was dakota jordan was out then in and came out yesterday with a social media post emphasizing that he is thoroughly staying with mississippi state thank goodness in fact he put this out just as he was up at uh in North Carolina with the Team USA camp, over 50 players reporting there. They're going to try to cut the roster down to the final 26 or so in a couple of days. Then we'll know the schedule they play. And if Jordan does indeed make the cut, maybe have a chance to talk to him about it as well. Uh, baseball office has kept him uh, away from interviews since he made his brief entrance in the portal and backed out quickly. We've certainly sought interviews with him, but 
it kind of been um, off limits at the moment. We'll see if that changes with his Team USA status as well. But the point being, he is coming back, and Mississippi State has one less headache to worry about as far as the baseball portal. But Chris Lamonis and new pitching coach and everybody else involved in the staff, they're still working the portal hard, and we expect to hear some news starting this week. I know that there's been a level of desperation from fans saying, okay, you've got the staff in place now. How come the commitments aren't coming? Well, for one thing, and especially regarding pitching, as Steve Robertson reported, he, Mississippi State, of course, has one transfer, a left-hander, Nate Lamb, from a small college coming in. But State wants to pick up at least two and possibly three more pitchers. To be blunt, there are no Paul Skeens out there this year, as far as we know. And remember, he didn't sign with the school until well into July after the portal period had closed because he was already in the portal. So just because we reached the July 13th deadline doesn't mean it's all over and done with. Uh, still, you think that most of it will get done in these next 10 days to 13 days before the official closing of the portal. And Mississippi State wants a true third baseman out there. They'll take another outfielder if they can get it. Hint, hint, a certain guy from Stanford who is a Mississippi native who may, repeat, may be on the market. You know who I'm talking about. But the moment he does, should he decide that he wants to come back in this region of the country to play, everybody in the SEC West has an offer waiting for him. I don't know how much NIL would factor into that because if you're a Stanford kid, you're probably playing by a different rule book anyway already. But boy, would that solve some problems for Mississippi State plugging him into the outfield alongside Jordan and other returning players. Your offense takes a huge boost right now. So please, young Mr. Montgomery, do give us a long look here because uh, this is the place to be. There are 16,000 fans ready to cheer you on at Polk Dominion Stadium come opening day of the 2024 season as well. Of course, State, they need a little depth. We'd like to have a backup catcher as well. You're not going to get a sure-thin catcher probably because Ross Highfield's got that position locked down for the next couple of seasons. That's another trick of the portal. Guys want to play, but you need backups. Very tricky there because some guys will just have to say, okay, maybe I won't be a starter, but I'm going to go to a place that I'm going to enjoy playing college baseball. And, uh, hey, were you going to enjoy it more than here at Mississippi State? So those are the positions that Lamontis and staff appear to be looking at. Nothing big surprising. I really thought they'd go after a few more outfielders, but uh, we'll see how that indeed does work out for uh, Lamontis and staff. But the big news, of course, being Dakota Jordan. He's back in the fold, and now it's just a matter for Mississippi State what happens in the Major League Draft. Uh, July 17th, 19th. It doesn't look like there'll be a whole lot of damage to this current roster. Uh, take that for what it's worth. So we'll see how that plays out as well. Now, I mentioned basketball earlier with the new uh, courtside seats for students being installed. That's something, again, that's possible because of the change in the renovation of Humphrey Coliseum. They can get this done. And it says a lot, again, when you're giving up some premium seating to put the students down there and to bring back some of the electricity to Humphrey Coliseum. Well, you're bringing it back anyway because Chris Jans is bringing back the bulk of his team plus some transfers, and it's really shaping up to be a good season, too, for Jans and his program. And also, ticket pricing is out there. You can check out the – it's on – all Bulldog Club members and ticket holders have already got theirs, but we put it out as well for those of you who maybe have let your membership slip in the past 
or perhaps uh, just you know fill out a loop for a while check it out there's the prices for the reserve seating for uh, general seating as well you can pick out the sections and seat selection day itself will be in mid-september for basketball of course humphrey coliseum is on schedule to be fully renovated fully open for business and of course the bulldog basketball team is about to get open for business as they start practicing for their european tour playing a series of games in portugal well that's a quick wrap-up of what's been going on here in bulldog country and we thank you for tuning in. Remember to keep our sponsor, Bet Online, in mind. And if you like what you've been hearing here, give us a like on Apple Podcast as well. We're halfway through the year. Um, going to celebrate the 4th of July weekend as well as my own birthday here. They kind of fall together. Always rather ironic that it falls on the day of the end of the fiscal year, <laughs> given my own fiscal situation annually. Oh, well, let's just say that heaven has a sense of humor in that regard. <laughs> But we keep a good sense of humor about Bulldog Sports because we enjoy doing it, we enjoy talking about it, and we enjoy having you to talk with about Mississippi State and all things Bulldog. So thank you for checking in on the Doghouse. Have a happy holidays. Stay safe. Have fun. And we'll be talking to you when the new sports year officially begins tomorrow. is July 1st. It begins the new year. Conference realignment in full effect for the Big 12 and other leagues. SEC, a year from tomorrow, Texas and Oklahoma come aboard. Changes in the wind, but what doesn't change is you're going to get the best information and hopefully the most entertaining reports here in the doghouse on the Believe Podcast Network. This is your host, David Murray. Thanks for tuning in. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.